Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, world. I am Reverend Adrian O. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev. Rob, and this is Deeper in the Word, where we give you the real about Scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean, how they relate to your life and experience, and how you can apply something that was written so long ago to what you're going through right now. Today's show, my friends, is entitled, Why It's Okay to Be Salty. And we're going to be discussing exactly why, as followers of Christ, throwing salt can be a good thing. Now, what exactly do I mean by being salty? Because the term salty has come into use more and more in today's society. I mean, we're all familiar with its original meaning, what salt is, you know. The additive that you put in your food, that type of salt, salt in the ocean, that type of salt. But a lot of people now use this word as an adjective to describe a person's emotional condition or their attitude. Okay. For instance, if someone seems irritated or angry, they might be described as, quote, being salty. And as many of you know, salty people are hard to spend much time with because they're always so unpleasant. They're highly irritated, which causes them to be highly irritating, <laughs> okay? In fact, you can they can make you feel salty just from having been around them. You know, there's a phrase in hip hop culture which says that someone, quote, threw salt in the game, okay? Which basically means they tried to or they did disrupt the flow of something by interjecting negativity. That's essentially what that means. But when our Lord Jesus spoke about saltiness in the Bible, y'all, he wasn't exactly talking about these types of people, okay? Look at Matthew 5.13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. No, 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 no. When Jesus assigns us the name of salt in this text and in this context, he's reminding us that we have the opportunity and the responsibility to be an influence in the world. And that's the context within which we want to explore this topic today, this concept of us being called salt. People in general don't realize the importance of salt in maintaining the life and health of their bodies. For instance, did you know that an exact percentage of salt is always present in our bloodstream and any great deviation from this amount of salt in our bloodstream can result in us getting sick or even dying? Hmm. Salt is a sustainer of other life too. For this reason, seawater will support many more organisms than fresh water. Okay? As a preservative, salt retards spoilage. Put salt in the meat. Not to mention, it adds zest and flavor to our food. Now, I'm sorry. I know it's going to be unhealthy. I'm sorry. But I need salt on my fries, and I definitely need salt on my chips. Okay? Dude. I don't even believe in unsalted chips. Why not just eat a daggone Frisbee dinner for crying out loud? But anyway, scripture is actually filled with references to salt as having different natures. 
Look at the text. Scripture describes salt as, look at Leviticus 2.13. Salt is described as a symbol of a binding covenant. Look at 2 Kings 2, verses 20 and 21. Salt is described as a healing and cleansing aid. Job 6, 6. Salt is described as a stimulant to the appetite. Luke 14, 34 to 35. Salt is described as a preventative or a preventive of decay. Mark 9, 50. Salt, a promoter of peace. Matthew 5, 13. We just read it. A stimulant to our testimony. Colossians 4, 6. An evidence of grace. And I want you all to go back and look all those up for yourself. And so we see scripture tells us that salt has all these different natures. So let's examine all the ways that the Christian believer is like salt. The first thing we see, number one, is our preserving ability. Salt wards off rotten decay. We just said that, okay? And uh, that was in also in Luke 14, 34 to 35. It's a preventative of decay. You rub it into meat in an effort to preserve the meat. And quite honestly, y'all, I believe that the presence and the prayers of salty Christians have done more to preserve this nation than anything else we could ever think of of or or articulate. You know how people be like, I only made it through because my grandma prayed for me. I believe that to be a real thing. And most people do, right? Now, just imagine that on a national scale. Millions of grandmamas, grandmother types, all praying for God not only to cover their babies, my babies, but to protect and not destroy this place we call America, this planet we call Earth. I truly believe that the righteousness of God's children is what keeps this country and this world from being judged today. The author of Proverbs puts it this way when he says in Proverbs 14.34 that righteousness exalts a nation but sin condemns any people. In other words, the righteous bring blessings to a nation through their devout living and their constant petitions to God, even though that nation that they live in and pray for is condemned in sin. We see that in the Bible. That happened a lot through the prophets. The prophets were devout living and uh, living devoutly and praying to God consistently and praying for the people, Lord, don't destroy us. And God would speak through the prophets and be like, I hear your prayers. Y'all better get it together. Because if you don't, I'm going to get you. And the last thing you ever want God to say is, I'm going to get you. And God had a lot of if-then propositions throughout the Old Testament. If my people will do this, then I will do that. Okay? And in a lot of those if-thens, he did the if at first, but the people didn't do the then. So if you don't do the if-then... Then comes the but. If my people will do this, then I will do this. But if my people don't do this, then I will do this. That's the side you don't want. And that's the side the Israelites saw far too often. But this is just the beginning. We have a couple more ways we want to explore in which God regards us, or rather our behavior, as a good type of saltiness. And we're going to explore those more in depth after we come back for the break. What's up, everybody? This is Rev Rob, and we are thrilled to announce that starting Wednesday, September 2nd, and every Wednesday thereafter at 4 p.m. Eastern, you can catch Benevolent Faith Ministries on the Now Television Network. 
There are three ways you can watch our new show called Walk in the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries. Number one, just go to thenownetwork.org, click on the menu option, and then click on watch every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Number two, go to Roku and search for The Now Network and tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Number three, you can text Now TV, that's N-O-W-T-V, to the number 54244, and you'll get a link that takes you directly to The Now Network site, and you can watch the show right from your mobile phone. We are so excited about our new show, and we can't wait for you to come join us. Diamond Cup Building Maintenance is a privately owned business that provides a wide range of janitorial, floor care, and handyman services for all size commercial businesses. Our services also include deep cleaning and disinfectant cleaning, which kill harmful germs, including the coronavirus. Our team has over two decades of experience, so we can provide the highest quality of services to our customers. This is why we are a sparkle above the rest. Please join our Facebook page to learn more about us at Diamond Cut Building Maintenance. My name is Christopher James McClendon. I am a professional Christian counselor. I am offering an eight-week Christian counseling group 100% online. During the eight weeks, I will personally walk you through my book, Seven Steps to Receiving God's Blessing. This group provides measurable results. I believe in faith and works. The Bible is God's word and science is God's works. Therefore, I integrate the two to help bring about healing in the lives of others. If following these seven steps motivated my recovery from permanent paralysis, imagine what it can do for you. Find out more by visiting stayanchor.org or call 678-723-6800. You can also follow me on Instagram at saltpc. Welcome back to Deeper in the Word. As a reminder, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and on Apple Podcasts and the iTunes Store. And we want to really thank all the platforms that support us. We, we are so grateful and thankful. We clearly and obviously couldn't do it without you. Also, don't forget to email us at info at benevolentfaithministries.org to send us your questions and comments for the show. And don't forget to join us live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church, log in and create a screen nickname so you can chat along with us during service. And friends, we are extremely excited to announce that you can now catch our new show, Walk in the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries, every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern on the Now Television Network. Just go to thenownetwork.org and click on the watch button on the menu. And you can join us every week Wednesday at 4 p.m. Watch it right on your phone, amen? But today, today's show is entitled Why It's Okay to Be Salty. And we're examining the topic of salt. Salt and pepper, no, just salt. Not pepper and spit, just salt. What the Bible says about salt, about how we are like salt, and about how being salty is a necessary part of our walk with Christ. And in our last segment, we outlined salt's preserving ability. So next, let's look at salt's penetrating ability. And when I say salt's ability for these things, I'm really talking about us, y'all. 
So really it's our penetrating ability, okay? It's our preserving ability because we are to be like salt. That's what Jesus said. But salt will penetrate and infiltrate whatever it touches. It's an aggressive substance. The book of Acts chapter eight, verse one says that a great persecution broke out against the church in, church in Jerusalem and that everybody quote, except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. But look what happened after that though. Look at verse four, eight, chapter eight, verse four. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. So the people in the church who had been scattered started preaching the word everywhere. They took a bad situation where they had been broken apart by the, by the authorities and told to scatter to all places. And they turned it into something good because they started preaching the gospel where they were scattered to. And remember, this wasn't the apostles. Remember, it says, except the apostles. This is strictly church members, salty church members. I really like the word that it uses here, scattered, when it comes to saltiness. Reminds me of when the sidewalk is icy and you cover it with what? Salt. By doing what with the salt? Scattering it over the ice. I see y'all out there making that motion with your hands. That's how you scatter the ice, or scatter the, uh, the salt over the ice. Y'all, that's us being scattered into the world to make a difference for the kingdom of Christ and melting the ice on people's hearts. Amen. As believers, we have been called by the Lord to be an active force in the world all around us. So yeah, we see that it has that penetrating ability. Next, we see that salt has, and we have, our purifying ability. Because salt has a remarkable cleansing ability. You've heard the expression, pouring salt in the wound. That's done to purify the wound so it doesn't become overly infected. The salt cleanses the wound area. Salt is a cleanser. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 22, uh, 19 to 22, Elisha clean, uh, cleansed the waters at Jericho with salt. Look at the text. Now the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the land is unfruitful. He said, bring, and then uh, Elisha said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went to the spring of water and threw salt in it and said, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From now on, neither death nor miscarriage shall come from it. So the water has been healed to this day, according to the word that Elisha spoke. Cleansing. He threw the water in and it cleansed it. In ancient times, newborn babies were washed in salt to cleanse their bodies and to give firmness to their skin. Look at Ezekiel 16.4. On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. Friends, as followers of Christ, we can have that same purifying effect on the world around us. Sometimes people might act differently when you walk up to the group. You see people in a cipher, you walk up. They might have been telling a story or a joke or talking about something that technically is, quote, not godly. And when you walk up, they change the conversation. 
It's crazy. I've actually experienced this before with friends of mine who knew me before I got saved, who knew me before I became a minister of the gospel. Like during a conversation, now they'll curse or something and they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, Rev. And the first time that happened, y'all, I just laughed at it because to me, it was kind of crazy for them to do that. You know, because I was like, no, this is me. I'm not tripping off of what who you are. I knew you. I've known you before I became a minister. You knew me before I became a minister. You know? But upon further review, I was very glad that people who knew me from my former life were able to see me in that new, different, and godly light. So my job is to be obedient to the things of God such that I can be salty enough to rub off potentially on them. You feel me? Because in these type of instances, y'all, we should not be offended if people stop talking when we come around or if they say things like, oh, excuse me, bitter sir, such and such, you know, I'm sorry, or whatever. Instead, we need to recognize that God is using us as a purifying force and we need to praise him for it, amen? Now, coming up in our last segment, we're gonna continue to look at the ways that salt works in our lives as followers of Christ, especially with respect to our responsibility as salty believers. And we're gonna do that when we come back after the break. Are you looking to complete a home purchase? Whether you're a buyer or a seller, Meister Home Inspections, or MHI, offers professional and accurate home inspection services throughout the Northeast Atlanta area that provide home buyers and sellers, as well as their agents, with the information they need to successfully complete any home purchase. Visit their website at mhihomeinspection.com, that's mhihomeinspection.com to learn more, or to set up your home inspection appointment today. At Benevolent Faith Ministries, we're a virtual church with a real heart for God. Visit us on the web today at BenevolentFaithMinistries.org and learn more about becoming a member, participating in our giving partnerships, and learning how you can be the church without the need of any building. That's BenevolentFaithMinistries.org. Log on today. Welcome back to Deeper in the Word. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for at Benevolent Faith Ministries and like our page to support us. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Benevolent Faith Ministries where you can see replays of our Tuesday night Bible study sessions, Abiding in the Vine, as well as starting later in September, you can see replays of our church services. Because the reality is this. We want you to come to church. We don't want you to be like, oh, well, you know, I can watch the replay on Monday. No, we want you to come to church. <laughs> so the replays are going to be staggered, amen? But today, y'all, oh, and also don't forget, you can join us every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern during our live corporate prayer call line. And if you can't make the live call, you can hear the prayer playback line for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in order to hear what you may have missed, amen? Now, today, we have been talking about why it's okay to be salty and particularly 
what qualities salt possesses, which we as believers should also recognize that we possess as well. And in our previous segments, we've examined, like salt, our preserving ability, our penetrating ability, and our purifying ability. Next, let's look at our poisoning ability. See, even as we're talking about the good things that salt brings about, we also need to remember that salt kills some things. You ever poured salt on a slug? Poor little thing, salts and slugs do not mix. You ever poured salt on a lawn? Don't do that now. But if you ever pour salt on the lawn, it will kill the grass. So don't do that. All right? And as too many of us know, too much salt for any human is not good for your blood pressure, as, as well as many other things. So salt can have a poisoning, corrupting aspect to it. The word to BBD, poison. In the book of Judges, chapter 9, verse 45, Abimelech took a city and sowed the city with salt to prevent the ground from being used to grow crops. He killed the field with salt, literally. Just what we told y'all not to do with your lawn, he did that. Okay? Now, by the same token, however, there is no such thing as too much Christian salt. In fact, we need more salt in the world to poison the effects of sinfulness. Because when true Christianity is sold into the lives, homes, and communities of the world, y'all, some things will be put to death. The fact is that Christianity is pure poison to sin. So when the love of Christ comes into a life, it poisons and kills the things of the flesh. Hallelujah. Stuff like drinking, cussing, fighting, hating, killing, drugging, promiscuous sex, yada, yada, yada. All that stuff is put to death in the name of Jesus. The saltiness of Christians is poison to that stuff. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Amen. That means your old nature is poisoned by the saltiness of your new Christian life. Hallelujah. And you want that effect to rub off on your family, on your kids, on your friends, on people who knew you before you got saved. Let your saltiness rub off on them. So, like salt, we've seen our persevering, or I mean our preserving ability, even though we do persevere, we've seen our preserving ability, our penetrating ability, our purifying ability, and our BBD poisoning ability. And finally, and I'm done, y'all, Let's look at salt as our promoting ability, our promoting ability. What do I mean? As salt, the Christian has the wonderful, blessed opportunity to promote a thirst for Jesus in the world. And arguably, that's our most important model today, that salt creates a thirst for water in those who are exposed to it. Remember what Jesus told us? He said in John, 30, John 7, 37 and 38, that out of our bellies would flow rivers of living water. When we live as Christians should live, 
when we take the call of Jesus seriously and live right, when we look right, when we act right, when we talk right, when we worship right, when we comport ourselves accordingly, then we have the ability to create a thirst for Jesus in the hearts of those around us because they're going to be like, "Mm, how can I get down with that? What must I do to be saved? We want to promote a thirst for Jesus in the world because again, salt creates a thirst for water and those who are exposed to it. And Jesus said, I am the living water. Okay. So, the sad part, y'all, is that most believers, most of us, we don't promote thirst. We promote ridicule. Because the way people live their lives, they don't see no saltiness. They see the same thing they look at when they look around their own house. We're supposed to be set apart and salty, and that's not what they're seeing. Too often, Christians or believers are living substandard immoral lives, and the world sees it and says, see, you claim to follow Jesus, but you're just as trifling as everybody else. Y'all ain't no different. See, this is why I don't go to church. See, this is why I don't be cavorting and associating with Christians. And you know what? Most of the time, they are right. They write. Because how Christians be acting. So let's live in a way that proves them wrong. Amen? Our lives must be above reproach if we are to create a thirst for God in the world around us. We, think of it this way, y'all. We're called to be thermostats and not thermometers in the world around us. Okay, you know what a thermostat does? A thermostat sets the temperature. It's cold in here. Change the thermostat, it sets the temperature. It sets the atmosphere. A thermometer just measures it. It just looks around and says, oh, this is what's going on. We're supposed to be thermostats, y'all, setting the atmosphere. We're supposed to be the instruments that God has used to implement change in a wicked world. Not the ones who are sitting around like everybody else going, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on. How does that help? And we cannot take that responsibility for granted. Salt was a very valuable thing in the ancient world. It was so valuable, in fact, that the Roman legions were often paid their wages in salt. And this payment is called the salarium. And this is where we get the expression, not worth his salt. That's where that comes from. But it was possible also, y'all, for salt in that day to lose its flavor. The salt used then was far different from the salt we see today. Our salt is a chemical compound called uh, chloride of sodium and sodium chloride. The salt used in the ancient world, it wasn't mined from salt cliffs it was, it was either, that's where they had salt cliffs on the, uh, the, above the Dead Sea, these cliffs. They would just go and ch- 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 chip salt off the cliff. That was one place they got it. And those cliffs were seven miles long and several hundred feet high. So that's a, that's some that's a mighty, mighty lot of chipping, okay? So either they got it that way or they got it from when it was evaporated from the waters of the Dead Sea. Those were the only two ways to get salt. But either way, it was always mixed with mineral or vegetable matter. And when that substance, that mixture, was exposed to the elements and when it touched the earth, the salt lost its salty taste. 
that tasteless salt also lost all the qualities that made it so valuable and sought after to begin with. And so I want every believer to hear me and to understand this point. It is possible for believers to lose their saltiness as well. And that happens to us when we, just like that salt in the ancient times, come into too close of a contact with the world. When we mix with worldly ingredients, the same way they made that stuff, we can expect to lose our saltiness. When we get to be more like the world than we are like the Lord, then we've lost that thing that sets us apart and makes us valuable for the Lord's kingdom to work or in the Lord's kingdom working, at least through us. Somebody ought to praise God that he helps us keep that flavor as we work to be the salt of the earth. You know, people be like, oh, I got flavor. Praise God you got flavor. Not the type of flavor you're talking about. The type of flavor that makes you the salt of the earth that attracts people to the kingdom of God. So saying to God, I need for everybody hearing me right now to ask yourself, can you honestly say that your life is like salt in the world? Y'all, there's a tremendous need for every child of God to be all that God wants us to be in these days. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. It's crazy out there. And we've seen enough falsehood, enough hypocrisy, and enough weak living from so-called believers to do us and the world a lifetime. Okay, so now's the time to be about it, about it. We've got to start being about the business of God. We need to be about the business of purifying, preserving, penetrating, pleasing, and promoting so that the Lord can use our lives and our testimonies for his glory. And I pray that the Lord will come alongside us and help us to understand why it's okay for us to throw salt in the game sometimes. Amen? Listen, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and on Apple Podcasts and the iTunes Store. Also, don't forget, you can find us on the web at benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on now and learn more about our giving partnerships. And don't forget to log on this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern for our online church services at benevolentfaithministries.online.church. And don't forget, starting Wednesday, September 2nd, and every Wednesday at 4 p.m. afterwards, you can catch us on The Now Network. Just go to thenownetwork.org at 4 p.m. Eastern and look for Walk in the Word with Benevolent Faith Ministries. And we can't wait to catch you there, and we will catch y'all next time. Holla.